0: day and welcome to Holding Fast. It's great to have you as part of the podcast today. Are you excited that the Lord may return today? I hope that you are. I hope that your eyes are fixed firmly on him and you can't wait for the time when you're going to be able to be with him for all of eternity. And if you're not ready, if you're not prepared, if he should come today, then I would love to be able to help you with that. Don't hesitate to give me a text or a, uh, an email at PastorNason at gmail.com. would love to be able to share with you some great truth from the Bible that is reliable, dependable, uh, that will not go away with time, but has always been true. Well, I hope you have a cup of coffee today, and uh, maybe you need a box of munchkins or a dozen donuts, whatever it takes for you. Uh, All of the above would work. Maybe Krispy Kreme donuts, but uh, uh, I hope that you're prepared today and your heart is looking forward to feeding on the Word of God. I've really enjoyed being able to spend time with you. It has been refreshing to my own soul, and I always want people who listen to this podcast to be able to come away encouraged. Uh, and looking forward to uh, growing in grace for that day. Trust your anchors uh, holding fast to the Word of God. We have been looking in the Word of God at the book of Matthew. We've been looking at what is commonly known as the Beatitudes. These Beatitudes are a series of conditional promises that the Lord gives to those who exercise or who... Uh, exemplify these qualities of a citizen of God's kingdom. The first four Beatitudes that we've already taken time to look at deal entirely with inner principles. In other words, principles of the heart and mind. Uh, They're concerned with the way we see ourselves before God. Uh, The last four are outward displays or manifestations of those attitudes. Uh, for instance, you look at the first beatitude in verse 3, and it says those who are, who are in poverty or, or bankruptcy of their spirit, they recognize their need of, uh, of mercy and are led to show mercy to other people, which is in verse 7. Uh, those who mourn over their sin in verse 4 uh, are led to the purity of heart in verse 8. Uh, Those who are meek are looking to make peace in verse 9. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are, are never unwilling to pay the price of being persecuted for righteousness sake in verse 10. So the first four qualities of uh, a citizen of God's kingdom, are true inwardly, but they are evidenced outwardly in the way we conduct ourselves. So, the one we're focusing on in the podcast today, of course, is our Lord said in verse 7, blessed, or how, oh how very happy are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Uh, For the most part, in the days in which our Lord lived, uh, they were days... Uh, when he taught that we're not characterized by mercy. Uh, The Jewish religionists of the day uh, were not inclined to show mercy themselves because mercy is really not characteristic of somebody who is proud and self-righteous and judgmental. To many, perhaps most of Jesus' hearers, showing mercy was considered one of the least of virtues um, because it was thought Well, even if it was thought to be a virtue at all, it was in the same category as love, reserved for those who had shown the virtue to you. In other words, you would show mercy if somebody shows mercy to you. You would love somebody if they love you. And so there was a very basic understanding of of uh, this particular quality that was not evident in the life of the people as a general rule in the day in which our Lord lived. I'm sure there were exceptions to that, but nonetheless, it was an attitude that uh, was not real evident. That's why it was important that Jesus taught later in the Sermon on the Mount in verse 43 that he gives an he he condemns an attitude to the people he was preaching to when he says, you shall love your neighbor, and you've been taught that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But that kind of shallow, selfish kind of love uh, was illustrated in the, that shown in the tax gatherers practice was not acceptable to the Savior. He said, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you in order that you may be sons of your father. Uh, and so on, in verses forty four to forty seven uh and so it's important for us to spend some time just looking at that, and I want to share with you a little bit about the definition of what it means to be merciful. The Lord said, "We are to be merciful." And the word merciful itself literally means to be actively compassionate. It doesn't mean just to feel sorry for somebody. It doesn't mean just to be non, uh, 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 not condemning of people, but rather it means that we are to be actively working in, out of compassion for the well-being and the good of someone else. Mercy is a quality that meets people's needs where they are. It's not simply feeling compassion, but it's showing compassion uh, it's not only sympathizing but giving a helping hand. Mercy is not say, boy, I hope you're taken care of. Mercy is actually giving food to the hungry, comforting the bereaved, giving love to the rejected, forgiveness of the offender, companionship to the lonely. It's one of the loveliest and noblest of all virtues. I recall a line from Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice where Portia says, The quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed. It blesseth him that gives and him that takes. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. It becomes the throned monarch better than his crown. Mercy, a quality that God encourages each one of us to develop and cultivate in our own heart. Mercy is what brought our Savior down from heaven's glory to pay the penalty for all of our sins in order that God might be merciful to all sinners. Mercy is more than forgiveness. It's less than love. It is different from grace, and it's the same and one with justice. And what is true of God's mercy ought to be true Of ours as well. Mercy actually led Abraham to rescue his selfish neighbor, uh, his selfish nephew, Lot, uh, from uh, a uh, pagan king and his allies. Mercy led Joseph to forgive his brothers and to provide them food for their families. Mercy literally led Moses to plead with the Lord to remove the leprosy with which his sister had been punished. Mercy led David to spare the life of Saul. Over and over again in Scripture, we read of instances where mercy... Uh, was a quality that God encourages us to to emulate. I think aside from forgiveness, it's probably the closest you're going to be to being Christ-like and like God in all of your character. So mercy is what we are called to practice as a child of the living Lord Jesus Christ. And I hope that today that's part of, uh, what, of your life. Uh, the the uh, there are instance after instance in people's lives, even within our church family, of where they can share times where mercy was exercised towards them, and and God blessed them because the promise is. Uh, that those who practice being actively compassionate will obtain mercy as well. Be on the lookout today. Look for opportunities to be actively compassionate, to be merciful to someone else, to share that love of Christ in the way that has been given to you and emulate the Lord Jesus Christ today. Walk with Him, will you? Keep Him as the center of your attention, and He'll guide you in the right direction. Be faithful.